Hey, this is Jason Cass back once again with Agents Influence Podcast. Uh, once again, for the month of the, it's actually September and um, October for the month of marketing is uh, what it is. And man, we have had some good times. We've had some very, very good people on who have taught a lot of things. Talking to an agent about how he had taken um, something that Ryan Handley had said and put it into practical use and was already seeing some results, already seeing um, a little bit of business creeping in off of it. And it was, uh, that's pretty amazing. And that's why we do this taking other people's voices like Handley's and projecting them to the world so that you can become better at what you are doing inside your insurance agency. Keep in mind that uh, the Agents Influence podcast is sponsored by Grow Program, www.growprogram.com. And that's a community there where we can learn and we can all grow together. And it's just nothing but uh, agents. We're for agents and by agents. And uh, we want you to be a part of it. Go there, get in your email, put in your email address. If you're listening this to this on iTunes or on Stitcher, this is another way that you can get hold up with us. And if we are on iTunes and Stitcher, and I encourage you uh, to hook up with us there. Um, getting a lot and lot of uh, listens and downloads coming from Stitcher. So that's a good thing and that's a great platform. So let's go ahead and get on with uh, the podcast and let's go. with the podcast. Once again, I hope you love that intro music. I'm telling you, I'm getting some uh, people actually had a listener text me, which was pretty cool. Now, he's he's kind of a good friend, but he texted me and told me how much he likes that. Once again, their band name is Sun Stereo. My buddy is the band member. I'm not getting paid to say that. I just want you to know good music. So here we go, back with the podcast. And now today, who we've got on the podcast, which is really, really exciting because I've known this cat for a while. Um, he, he, he kind of does what I do. Uh, he's, he's a past, he's a prior insurance agent. He's going to tell you his story. He helps agents make a lot of money in their agency. Um, and he just busts out content all the time and you can find him. It's, uh, his name is John Carroll. He's with insurance splash and I'm not going to tell you any more about him. I'm going to let him introduce himself and, uh, sit back and relax. Cause I'm pretty sure you're going to like what John and I have to say, John, tell him about you. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing very good, Jason. Thanks for having me on here. Nope. Um, let's see. So tell me, uh, I'll give you a little bit about my background. Uh, I originally got into insurance uh, as a claim adjuster. I used to be the guy that would pay other people when our insureds hurt them and basically try to get that medical release so that they wouldn't sue our, our folks. Uh, I did that for a few years and then I actually moved into uh, training and education side of things on the sales side of things. So uh, I spent about four, four or five years uh, with a major insurance carrier. And my job was I basically worked hand in hand with the agents in all these different agencies. So you had mentioned that I, I used to be an insurance agent. I actually never was uh, an insurance agent, okay. but I, I did have a, you know this position where I worked with about 50 different agents and you know hundreds of different producers throughout South New Jersey. And, um, okay. you know, I got to tell you that it's, uh, it's cool because there's definitely times when I wish I had some experience, uh, day to day, you know, Monday through Friday, 50 hours a week selling insurance. And I, I can't say that I have that, but what I do have is this experience of dealing with hundreds of different people that all had a little bit different of an approach to how to sell insurance and make this game work. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like a, a, a cool opportunity that I was able to learn a lot from all those different folks. Um, 
So that used to be kind of like my day job. That was my Bruce Wayne during the day thing that I did. <laughs> and the thing that I always did at night was I would build websites. And uh, basically, I just got into it because I was I would just have like a business idea. And I'd say, hey, you know what? Like, why not just, you know, figure out how to build a website about that? Um, and this is, you know, 10, 10, 12 years ago that I started uh, doing that kind of stuff. And um, around 2009, 2010, uh, I just decided to take those two worlds and mesh them together. I, I didn't really think that uh, working inside a, uh, a carrier was a good spot for me because, um, I don't know, I'm just a little bit more of a free thinker. I don't really kind of like having to uh, always toe the company line. So, yeah, I hear um, you there. I think you and I are the same there. <laughs> yeah, so so that's I started Insurance Splash, and what we do is we do uh, insurance marketing for agents. But I think what, what most agents would know me for uh, people who might be listening to this would be I just you know like you said I make a lot of content blogs um, Facebook content I also have a podcast too um, and uh, yeah that's kind of like my background so uh, why insurance splash why what wh- where that where'd that name come from that name that's a good question um, I think at the time I mean this is you know back in like 2009 um, I had developed that name around a specific product that I don't even really like. It's not even something. It's it's not even relevant. I almost don't even want to talk about it. Okay. But um, it was kind of like just something that. Uh, so hmm. it's a name you took from somewhere else. Uh, yeah. And yeah, just I brought mean, it into it. You know, everybody's it, it got was a available. Meeting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was available. Okay. You know that the people don't realize when you're trying to come up with a business today, and a lot of listeners, you do realize this. One of the things that dictates it is what you can find your URL to be. Is am I not right about that, John? Yeah. You know, I was just talking to an agent yesterday about this, and and we were having this conversation. Like, should she change her entire business name or her DBA just so that we can get this <laughs> domain name that that matches with what she wants to do? And yeah, it's funny. Like, you know, there's there's all these things that you don't always think about, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of these new startup companies, they kind of get their names based on what's short and what's available and what, what rings, you know? Uh, that's why you see all these, like, I don't know, folo.com, whatever the heck it is, whatever, you know, you see out yeah. there. Yeah, um, I mean, no, you're absolutely right. That's that's exactly right. So one of the things that and how I think we uh, originally ran into each other was um, through your insurance splash, I have to say you're your your Facebook site is like any other. I have to tell you I'm very, very jealous because as I am my buddy Ryan Hanley and other people call me the Facebook evangelist, but I still am not able to have a following like you have and I think it has to do all back with the content so anybody listening if you're at your computer if you're driving don't do it but if you're at your computer go to www.facebook.com forward slash insurance splash so that's facebook.com forward slash insurance splash that sounds funny when you say slash and splash or splash I can't even say it but I mean you've got 6800 likes You've got content that is so unique because the thing that I think that you do so well, John, is that you give content for other agents to be able to use. You know, I mean, the one you've got right now about a guy with a computer over his head, you know, and he's talk, talking about a positive attitude, take some breaks and stuff. I mean, great sales tip. And it really is. And, and it's and that's something that agents can relate to. But then you also give a lot of stuff that agents can share on their Facebook page. 
And then your blogs, I notice, are always loaded with tips and education. And I mean, you find a lot of joy in this. Yeah, that's kind of a funny question. <laughs> I actually do. I mean, it, it sounds stupid. Um, but uh, And it's really hard when you first get started because you don't get this kind of feedback right away. But um, I, I think you're right. I think there's a part of you know, writing blogs that can help agents out and, and just making content that's going to help them that, uh, that kind of does get me, uh, gets me excited, I'll say. Um, but, uh, the, uh, but like usually when I'm talking to agents about doing the same kind of stuff, I think that, you know, I, I, sometimes I think it gets people in trouble when if, if you're thinking about doing something that you don't have kind of like a, even just a, a remote passion for, it's really hard to keep it up. And, yes. um, I mean, I, I find it, you know, week I put like some silly, stupid, funny kind of picture out there on Facebook and like it, it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it rubs my ego when I get like 200 likes in 24 hours. Like I'm like, wow, this is, you know, it feels good. Right. I like doing it. And, um, and, and I mean, you're doing it. It does stroke your ego, but the, I think the ego sometimes gets lost in the number and the fact that you're like, wow, my passion is flowing to other people and they're accepting it. I mean, when you get down to it, sometimes we down ourselves by like, oh, we follow numbers. No, numbers mean that people are understanding what I'm saying. And I think anybody in any conversation wants people to understand what they're saying. So I, I, I think, and I think you're really good at that. And, and these likes and these comments that you get, you're darn right. We use a lot of your stuff on the Grow Program's Facebook page. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, that's one of the techniques is to try to make stuff that um, that agents themselves would want to share that would promote them. And uh, the tough part is it doesn't really relate to an agent so much. There's some ways that we could make it relate, but um, mm -hmm. it's it's kind of something that I have that that is unique and and it's easier for me because my audience is a little bit more uh, specific. But uh, you know, one of the things that that people tell me a lot, and it's weird because I never set out to this, and and I, I bet you've heard this a lot, Jason. Um, but so a lot of times people will reach out to me and say something like, you know, John, you kind of make this ins selling insurance stuff kind of cool. <laughs> and um, I never really got that. I was always kind of like, uh, all right, that's cool. I mean, I'm, just, I'm trying to help you sell insurance. I, I was never trying to make it cool. But, um, you know, it, you know, after some time has set in and I think about that, I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, if you can, you know, that that is one of the things I, I like to do is try to make insurance agents who, you know, I mean, you know how it is, Jason. It's like right. all day long. You just you get just it's a tough, tough. World, I think so. I think there's a lot of things in life that we that we just accept for not being cool that is an example here um, with what you're saying. And and I won't go here, but I'll just say um, I was having this discussion with some people at, at my church about how some I've heard some people say that you're not supposed to have fun at church. Well, if you go to my church, it's like any other church you've ever been to. Probably a lot of you listeners kind of catching on around the area where it's, you know, a lot of, of music and almost like a rock concert with a little message at the end. And this is the same type of thing. Sometimes we think that we have to be out there selling. We have to have this bull, boring, dull moment. I got to tell you, I've I've lost a couple good prospects and not been able to land the job, John, because of the way that I interacted and communicated with them. Um, being that I'm more laid back, sometimes I may not be the Mr. You know, tie all tight in a knot and I'm Mr. Professional. And because that's not the kind of person I am, so I don't want to play that because eventually who I really am is going to come out in our relationship as an agent and as a, as a client. And so 
I think that that goes back to what you're saying. I have a lot of people say that about me, and I've heard uh, Ryan and and Joey and Brent and some other guys out there talk that they've heard similar things about, you know, you guys kind of take the stress off of selling this stuff, make it kind of fun, and really kind of energizes me. And that is funny because I could say if I look back, I would agree with you, John. That's not what I set out to do. So it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is cool. And, you know, I think that, um, I don't know, to make it like relatable for an insurance agent and maybe what they do with social media, I mean, really what I'm doing is um, I'm taking my my brand and my message and I'm kind of disguising it into something that people are going to want. And that's the same thing that agents have to do. That's the same thing that you do with the, um, uh, with the JDC Insurance Group. And it sounds like that's the same thing that your church is doing. Yeah. Right? They're taking this message you know, that's, it's not about rock music, but mm-hmm. hey, if we want to get the message through, we have to wrap it up in a package that people are going to want to swallow. Yep. And I think a lot of insurance agents, they don't really get that in, on social media, you have to take whatever you're packaging and put it out there and it's got to be wrapped in a sugar-coated pill. And, um, you know, maybe that's like a weird way to describe this no. kind of stuff, but I think that's it's good. like a, it's a good takeaway is... Um, you know, if you want to talk about life insurance on your Facebook page, you better find a way that's going to resonate with people, um, you know, or connect with them in some kind of way that is just deeper than you, sh- you know, talking about life insurance. Um, and uh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, so, would you say that a lot of the agents that um, that maybe communicate with you or are engaged with you are they all independents? Are they coming from the um, the direct side? I mean, what do you would you have a feel for that? Yeah, you know, that's a, a funny question. I always wondered about that, and um, I recently started this thing on my website. I, I don't want to get into it because I'm not trying to promote it or anything. But uh, basically, I kind of have some good numbers, and I think about twenty five percent. Of my agents are captive. Uh, I'm assuming that you're probably more like five percent, uh, but I don't know. You do you have a feel for that? I would I would say that that five percent would be definitely right. Um, and what here's what's amazing is I I didn't realize it until in the last six seven months when I'm at conferences and and doing speaking engagements, I get a lot of insurance or companies that listen. So. There's marketing directors and different types of people that are are chiming in, and I know they are because they'll come up to me and they'll start talking to me about one of the podcasts and like, hey, you remember that guy, blah, 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 blah. I've always wanted to tell you that, you know, I thought what he said was great or uh, I thought what he said was stupid or something like that. Um, But I would say it's very, very little for captives, yes. And um, it's interesting, though, because more and more captives are becoming independents. You know, and which I think is even more of a need that we can fill. Someone like a grow program and insurance splash can, because they come from a um, a background where they have huge marketing machines that push people to them. I've got an agency in Jonesboro, Arkansas, that I've been doing some consulting with the agent, and he just actually sold out. Sold his book for a huge amount of money, and he just sold out to a guy who sold his Allstate agent and came over independent. Well, this guy just called me, and he's like, you know, I didn't, I know I need to do some ads in the paper and stuff, but he says I'm not really actually realizing that, you know, no one knows that I'm here, and Allstate's not going to tell them because Allstate's not here. I've got to tell these people. And so it was kind of a it was kind of a rude awakening for this person, and I think that that's going to continue to happen with the more captives we have come over to the independent side. Yeah, I think you I think you're definitely right, and uh, 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, and like I said, I, I've lived in that world for many years, and you know, the agents they they they're very reliant on you know their own marketing departments. These are the people that are coming up and talking to you at these uh, your speaking engagements and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's um yeah, it's a different world. You know, I I I threw something out there maybe like a year ago, just kind of posted something on Facebook, like, hey, you know, are you captive or, or are you independent? And, you know, what do you like about it? Or which one is better? Or actually, I think what I actually said is if you were starting a new agency tomorrow, what would it be? And um, I was actually surprised because the independents were all like, they had really good, positive things to say. And um, there was a couple captives who felt, who said some things, but it, it was it was pretty telling to me because basically I, the, the impression that I got was that most of the captive agents were kind of, they're satisfied with where they are, they're at, but nobody's necessary, or at least not many of these <laughs> folks were, were like, you know, super gung ho about it. And, and I'm not gonna lie. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I saw when I used to work inside one of these companies. So, um, you know, I was just talking to an agent yesterday who's telling me that she was switching from, uh, from captive to independent and you know I was telling her the same thing like everybody I talk to nobody ever regrets that decision so I think you're right I think we will see more and I think that the captives are the captives are uh, the captive carriers right now they're better equipped than the, than the independent carriers are to sell direct to the public mm-hmm. just because they're bigger and they have bigger budgets and better websites and all this kind of stuff so I mean I think you're right I, I wouldn't be surprised if if we do see a, a lot more of that yeah. Let me take a topic with you and then we'll start to wrap this up. And I, I want to take a topic on a podcast or uh, actually we talked about this on the Grow Show and to the listeners, we'll be talking about this more in depth um, on the next podcast that, uh, well, maybe if it's not the next one, it'll be, it's one or two from now. And it's called uh, Google Killed the Generalist. And I thought it was really cool about it because I want to get your take on this. You're, you're wrapped around this type of stuff. And his his theory, Ryan's theory on Google ch- killed the generalist. Did you happen to read that blog post by happen? I mean, did you? No, I did not. No. Okay, okay. Well, what it's about is is he talks about how Google has killed the generalist and the fact that if you are a generalist, whether you're an insurance agent or if you sell shoes or and it doesn't really matter, that Google plays to those who niche. And it even talks about some of it inside of their um, inside of their top ten things that they find important to an insurance agency, um, or into not an insurance agency, but that they find important to people who are creating content out there, is that they give preference to specialization. It's like it's in one of their like ten tenets that they have of of what they believe, and it's really kind of crazy because because. Ryan pulls that out to kind of show that you've got to start developing yourself as a niche. And when we're talking about insurance agents, we have to start looking at ourselves in niche in the markets or the products that we sell. And my thought is, I mean, do you, do you have any thoughts on that, on the favoritism that Google has or the way you need to form your content or being a niche? I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I agree a hundred percent. I completely agree with it. Um, and you know, I was before we got talking, I was kind of thinking, I bet you Jason's going to ask me about the future. And that's one of the things that I was going to say is, I don't think you're going to have this general agency go in there and buy your auto and your home insurance. I, I don't know that we're going to see that twenty years from now. 
um, and probably much, much sooner than that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, the thing about the Internet is that it opens up the doors to everybody. So it's kind of a negative, right? But then there's, it also means that there's a lot of opportunity. And I, I, I like to use my dad as an example of this. My dad's retired, and um, he, he used to be a machine shop worker, and he's a woodworker. And he basically he started this business where he's selling these um, – Basically, they're like um, like when you were in wood shop in high school. Did you ever use a lathe where you make like a bowl or a baseball bat yep. or something like I, that? I, I I've seen them made. I, you would not want me to use one of those. <laughs> I would I would hurt myself quick. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it's uh it's kind of dangerous. So, mm -hmm. but what my dad does is he glues pieces of wood together really good, like better than anybody else in the world. And then people buy these glued pieces of wood from him and they turn them on their lathes and it's such this weird thing wow because yeah and 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 i built my dad a website for it it's nothing amazing or anything but it blows my dad's mind that here he has this business that you know 10 years ago or maybe 15 20 years ago if he wanted to sell that stuff he there wouldn't be a way to do it like you'd have to try to put an ad in a newspaper, you know, like in a magazine to those kind of people. And yep. the fact that you can just sell to anybody, I mean, you know, look at yourself and I mean, you're running like a virtual agency and um, at least that's my understanding. Um, no, it is. No, it is. No, it is. So, I mean, but I, I completely agree. And, and anybody who's asking me now, you know, if you're blogging, if you're doing anything like that, I, I would recommend exactly that. I'd, I'd find something that is really specific because I, I completely agree. Uh, and, you know, whether you're making content on the Internet, like a, a lot of my content could be relevant for just about any business owner. Um, but I specifically go after insurance people. I know yep. it's a smaller market, but it gives me it, it's a lot. Of, it's a huge, huge pond that we're all swimming in. So you kind of have to try to, you know, find your own little offshoot and swim in that thing. So, I mean, if I was an agent right now, that's exactly what I'd be doing. I would be trying to be the insurance agent who, I mean, I'm just going to make this up, but I'm just the guy who specializes in life insurance for people with lupus or whatever, you know, but something really specific. And I would just write about it and, you know, you can reach anybody in the world. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm yeah. not sure how much I answered that question. No, you did. I, I you completely did. You did, and you know one of the things that uh, uh, someone at Google said one time is Google looks for uh, is looking for authority, because if you think about how the user uses Google, whenever they put in their their phrase or their keywords, Google wants to show the best possible thing, so they want the best possible authority figure in that. And one of the things that it says on their uh, Google's about pages is, is Google's mission is to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. But here's what they say. They drill down even further and they talk uh, the 10 things we know to be true is what Google says. The number two on this list reads, it's best to do one thing really, really well. Okay, and and they're obviously not talking about themselves. They're talking about the content that they're going to that they find to be value because Google just doesn't do search. They do a plethora of other other things. So they're they're speaking to, to us here and saying that's who we want because someone who does one thing really really well is an expert at it is a specialist and we all know that to be true for whether you write railroad contractors, aircraft carriers, you know churches, whatever you may write that that if you do just that you know and you're confident yourself and people that deal with you 
that you're the dude that we need to talk to. Google's having that same authority. And one of the things that Ryan writes in here is, is you know, a lot of people, um, and I've spoke to this already on the podcast about search terms. There's all these people that are calling these agents and are saying, hey, you know, you need to be, um, you need to be giving us, uh, if you give us some money, we'll make you number one for auto, home, life insurance, whatever it may be. And the truth of the matter is, is that that's not the business you probably want. And I tell agents a lot, sit back, close your eyes, think of your ideal perfect client that you would want to build your agency off of. Auto, home, umbrella, life insurance, health insurance, got a couple kids, financially stable, not a lot of claims. That person, that person's not going to Google and putting in auto insurance. They're not going and putting in home insurance. What that person may be putting in, especially business owners, is why do I need cyber liability? Do I need to have insurance? Will do I need to get by the rental car coverage? You know, when I go on vacation, those are the type of people who are trying to educate themselves and trying to make themselves better, and that's the client that you want. And so Ryan's one of the things he even claims here, right in the article, is um, general search terms yield shit in in terms of actual sales. Now, now, folks, you don't have to get mad at me for saying shit. I mean, whoop, I said it again, but the it says it right here. If you go to RyanHanley.com forward slash Google killed generalist, you'll be able to see it. But here's the one last thing I want to do. Um, Google hates generalists. And here's a little example he gives, and I want you guys out there to put yourself in this situation. And I, I want to hear your comment on this, on this, John. He says, my sister-in-law gets back pain often, and she was quickly, uh, she was sick of constantly visiting doctors and chiropractors without a, res, uh, without a resolution. She's, um, so she took to Google in search of a solution. She found fixyourownback.com. And after a few months of following the course um, coursework, and she's experiencing um, consistent relief. It's pretty crazy. And he says, fix your own back helps people fix their own back. It's not fix your own back, legs, shoulders, and elbows. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is really good because he says when you're wearing the consumer hat, this makes complete sense. How could someone be a specialist in back pain, leg pain, shoulder pain, and elbow pain? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. I mean, you, you look at the it, it's it's just like doctors, right? I mean, you go to your general doctor, and if you have anything more than a cold, they're going to send you to this this specialist. And I good know, comparison, I, good comparison. I, Google's doing you know the same type of thing. It's uh, it's just unfortunate in our industry because so much of what's built has been on this local connection, and. Um, so that's a, that's a challenge. That's a challenge that, that we all have to face. And I would say to any agent who's, uh, you know, not trying to get out of here in the next five or ten years, find a niche and, and really learn that stuff. And um, every time I talk to agents about this, Jason, the response I get, and you probably get the same response, is, yeah, but, you know, um, if I focus on this type of insurance, I'm going to miss out on all these other people. And that's that's kind of missing the point. If you focus, if you're a generalist, if you're a master of everything, you're a master of nothing, or however that yeah, quote goes. Yeah, no, no, exactly right. If you're if you're a jack of all trades, you're a master of none. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I, I completely completely agree. I, I think that's the wave of the future as far as you know. You got to have something that's unique, and mm-hmm. you have to be willing to put away certain things so that you can really be the the person who focuses on whatever it is that you're you're willing to do but it's uh it's not a mistake because people can find you from three states over people can find you on the other side of the world um yeah you know people people visit my website from i mean the united states is 
75% of the traffic, but I get emails from people in, I, I mean, I get emails from a guy in Iran yesterday. Um, Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's, it's pretty, <laughs> it, it, it is, I agree. About so. a month ago, no, a month ago, I had a guy from Dubai um, call me, and what's amazing is is how different, but yet still the same. They sell insurance basically the same in Dubai, um, it's just that they have a lot of, uh, I guess the word, is it called transit workers? Workers that are coming and going because they come in to build these these skyscrapers or whatever and then they leave or they come in and they leave. It's almost like snowbirds, but it's like for certain work. So people come in and they just need auto insurance just for like six or eight months and mm-hmm. then they're back out. And, and it's really crazy because so they have low retention, but they have a ton of new business. And mm-hmm. so it's it's really really kind of wild. So what what it just just closing up here. What what did the guy from Iran happen to say? You know, it was kind of a uh, it was he was <laughs> he was reaching out to me through a form on my website that is for speaking requests. Oh really? And uh, yeah, I think you know I followed back up and I said, hey, why don't we why don't we talk on the phone about this? You know. <laughs> I wasn't. I, I can't say I was really like thrilled about the idea of flying to Iran to talk <laughs> about insurance. No, 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 no. no probably not going to happen if it was me. But yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. I, I get a lot of those requests, and um, as much as I want to help everybody, uh, I kind of feel like there's these translation barriers and these ways of doing business barriers that yeah. I, I just don't really feel like I can be that helpful uh, in many of the cases. I mean, in, in, and I'm talking about. Um, you know the other side of the world kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I usually kind of try to turn that stuff away. And but at the same time, it does mean a lot to me because I do get thank yous and, and stuff like that from the other side of the world. And you know, as as much as I can help you in that capacity, that's great. But um, you know, at this point, I'm happy with doing business in North America. <laughs> right. And there are so, there's a lot of barriers. You know, I right. mean, it's almost being that way. Come trying to sell from insurance uh, in Illinois versus California, let alone trying to do um, business and those those barriers that can happen around the world. We are a global economy, but we're still young, infant global economy. So, all right. Well, let's wrap this up and let me ask you a question here. So are you a reader, John? Uh, I do. Yeah, actually, a uh, little bit. What are some of the books that you've read? Or if you don't mind telling us, what are you reading right now? That's weird. I was afraid you are going to ask this. Um, I'm reading this book right now. It's it's pretty good for anybody that's interested in... Um, like getting into like meditation kind of stuff. And I know this is going to make me sound like uh, some kind of spiritual Buddhist uh, weirdo kind of guy, but there's this book called uh, wherever you go, there you are. And uh, it's, it's a, I'm rereading it actually. I've read it before. Um, but uh, that doesn't have anything to do with insurance or sales or any of that kind of stuff. But for anybody who might be interested in that, I, I would say that's an awesome book to, to start with. Sweet, sweet. What was that again? It's called wherever you go, there you are. There you are. And, uh, and John, if they reach out to you, how can they? How could people reach out to you? How can they find you? Uh, best thing would just be to go to insurancesplash.com or just you know do a search in Google. But uh, you know you can you can get targeted over to whatever your you know connection of choice is, whether it's email or Twitter or podcasting or you know any of that kind of stuff. Whatever it is. Hey, John, we really appreciate you being out, and I really encourage everybody. Um, excuse me, John, I, per- I appreciate you being on, but I encourage everybody to reach out to John, at least go, go to his, um, to his website, check out his stuff. I mean, he's got some, he'll help you. I mean, you've got a free place out there where you provide content like daily for people. Um, look at his Facebook page. It's, it's an awesome.
Allison Page, uh, makes a lot of other insurance agency pages and uh, companies like himself and Grow Program especially look bad. So, John, you're doing a fantastic job, and we appreciate you coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Jason. Yeah, and to all the listeners out there, uh, we appreciate you very much as well. And, uh, you know, with without you, we're not spreading the word. And I think we got to admit, from where we've come just as an industry, just in the last 12 to 18 months, I have to say, from looking at it this side, being a tech geek, trying to help agents every day, um, it's becoming more and more apparent that the awareness is out there, the different ways to do business, the ways that we need to run our business in a social and digital manner, just for not for the marketing, but through the whole place. And hey, that's a very good um, opportunity to throw out a little gig because once again, it's my podcast. I can say what I want. Insurance Agent 2020. It's a book coming out this fall. It is going to rock socks and jocks. Um, pretty soon, I'm going to be coming up with a landing page that is going going to be um, that we're going to put out there where you can sign up and you can start getting some of the chapters. And if I'm correct, my uh, the co-author of it with me, Brian Appleton, is telling me that we will be done writing content in the next five to seven days, and then it's just time to get it to the press. So if anybody is interested in reading the first three or four chapters and you want to tell me what you think, whether or not I listen, I don't know, but if you want to tell me what you think about the three or four chapters, reach out to me at jason at growprogram.com. Because remember, growprogram.com supports um, agents' influence to keep it going, keep it alive, and I think it costs us a lot of money. Just joking. It's what we do. Having you doesn't matter the money. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Enjoy Sun Stereo as I fade out. (laughs) 